A reading from John 12, 4-7. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. Wow. Uh why wasn't this perfume sold and the money given to the poor? Uh, do you really think that mm-hmm. Judas was uh, really concerned about the poor? No, Jews, Judas actually has infiltrated into, uh, somehow is infiltrated into the group of people that follow Jesus and serve him. But he brings the world with him. And that reminds me of one of the warnings to the church that uh, Paul made in 1 Corinthians, where he said, you know, if you let the world in to the church, it Mm -hmm. will bring all of its values with it. And soon you will have conflict within the church. And here, I don't think Jesus, I I have no idea, but I don't think uh, Jesus meant for this to happen, but he brought as one of the disciples, a person who was very much, you know, mm-hmm. tainted by the desires mm-hmm. of other things. And it really undermined uh, his, uh, his loyalty to Jesus, his love for Jesus. And he focuses on the expenses or how you could spend this money in better ways but uh, it goes back to what we were talking about, Mary, and how uh, she uh, sat at the feet of Jesus. And what Mary expended in worship, Judas saw as waste. Hmm. And that's kind of a conflict I think we all live with day in and day out. Hmm. Hmm. It's interesting. Well, what a fascinating dinner party this was. I'm so, <laughs> so glad that we get to be a fly on the wall through the gospel story, you know, and to hear all these personalities coming out, I I almost, gosh, I wish I could just have a time machine and just, you know, saddle up and just sit there at that table and just take it all in. When I imagine myself doing that, one of the things I imagine is um, not just hearing the things that are being spoken, which are fascinating enough, but also hear me out now, also smelling. What, What did that room smell like? And in particular, The reason I'm bringing this up is because we know that this nard, which was very expensive, probably a year's wages. Think about that, a year's wages. uh, It would have have changed the aroma of the room. And um, I I thought about this some years ago. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I'm totally speculating here. But did Lazarus still stink a little bit from his decaying body? Um, We'll never know. I had a friend in New New York City who... (laughs) used to do a lot of ministry with homeless people. And we would occasionally have a homeless person in our apartment with us. And this is someone who, you know, people who haven't showered in a very long time. And it would take a while for the smell of the homeless person to leave our apartment. Uh, You know, while we were, while he was, the person was in the apartment, you could really smell it. It would leave and it would take a couple days. You know, we'd open the windows and everything. But I don't, I don't know. Did Lazarus still have any stink on his clothes? Maybe not. Maybe the miracle of the resurrection erased all of that. 
maybe he still did. And then, um, but in any, any case, the, the, the scent of the nard would have completely changed the atmosphere of the room. And then if you study this um, concept of nard, this, this stuff that uh, Mary poured on Jesus, you realize this amazing statement from Jesus where he says, it was intended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. Now he's not going to be buried for another six days, I think, if my math is right here on the calendar of where we are on the timeline. But the, the, when you read about the nard in the ancient world, it would remain on somebody. It would remain on their skin, you know, kind of remain in their pores, remain in their clothing, their hair. Remember, they weren't showering every day like we do. That's fascinating for me to think about because all the events that are going to take place over the next few days, the events that we call the passion of the Christ, of all the things swirling around Jesus, the Pharisees, Pilate, you know, the beatings, all the way up to the cross, he would have still been able to smell that nard on himself throughout all those events. And what a, what a gift Mary gave him, you know, among all of the terrible things happening to him, he could still just kind of get a little uh, sniff of a whiff of that aroma of worship, maybe as a comforting reminder that one day billions of people would worship him for all the pain that he was going through. Um, I'm just trying to enter into the story and imagine even the the aroma of these events. Well, the one thing that would confirm uh, uh, what you're speculating about in terms of Lazarus and whether Mm -hmm. he um, carried some of the aroma from the grave uh, Mm -hmm. is that that's exactly what the objection was when Jesus said to open the uh, tomb. Right. Yeah, exactly. uh, He's been dead four days Mm -hmm. and... It is going to you know, have the smell of death, yeah. And so you're you might be absolutely right. Is is that's carried forth into the uh, the current moment? I don't know that. I'm just yeah. speculating, but it is in the Bible. So yeah. And whether that was there or not, the nard scent uh, would have Overcomes just been it. overwhelming and would have changed yeah. changed the scene, so to speak.